When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. Hey, it's Will Friedle. And Sabrina Bryan. And we're the hosts of the new podcast, Magical Rewind. You may know us from some of your favorite childhood TV movies like My Date with the President's Daughter and the Cheetah Girls movies. Together, we're sitting down to watch all the movies you grew up with and chat with some of your favorite stars and crew that made these iconic movies happen. So kick back, grab your popcorn, and join us. Listen to Magical Rewind on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Brought to you by State Farm. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash it's October 1974, a year since Viva's first issue hit newsstands. And this issue is significant, not just because it's an anniversary issue, but because at last there is a Viva woman at the top of the masthead. It's Kathy Keaton. Here's podcaster and journalist Natalie Robamed reading Kathy's editor's letter. She'll be reading Kathy throughout the series. It's been quite a year, this first year of Viva, full of action and controversy. We must be the first magazine in the world to have published a beauty feature on pubic hairstyles. The pubic hair pics, an array of vulva models with hair trimmed to resemble hearts or cut into the shape of flames, are by Paul Mitchell before he goes on to become one of the most famous hairdressers of all time. Kathy continues. In the past... Women were supposed to be turned on by sexual suggestion. And yet today we're discovering that women frankly, boldly, and actively enjoy looking at the male body. By this time, Bob Guccione has taken his gold chains and gone mostly home, placing Kathy Keaton in charge of Viva. And Kathy? Well, she's making quick work of putting her stamp on the magazine. In this editor's letter, she's announcing a big change. See, Kathy's on a bit of a crusade. In the coming months, Viva will be exploring men in an infinite variety of ways. Undoubtedly, we'll be called outrageous. We're not. We just don't believe in censorship. Kathy's new directive, which we'll reveal more fully in this episode, comes just as the Viva editors have found their footing working under Bob, 
making their secret magazine within the magazine. But now they're under new pressure to get with Kathy's sexy program. And also, like with any new boss, sort out who she is and what it is she wants. So who really was Kathy Keaton, this enigma of 70s femininity? And could she put her own successful stamp on Viva and lead the Viva editors in making the smart feminist magazine they desperately want? From Crooked Media and iHeartMedia, I'm Jennifer Romolini, and this is Stiffed, Episode 3, Soft Focus, Semi-Hard. Hey everyone, it's Ted from Consumer Cellular, the guy in the orange sweater, and this is your wake-up call. If you're paying too much for wireless service, you don't have to keep having that nightmare. Consumer Cellular has the same fast, reliable coverage as the leading carriers for less. And for a limited time, new customers receive their second month free when they sign up and use promo code MONTHFREE by May 31st. So why keep spending more than you have to? Seriously, wake up and call 1-888-FREEDOM or visit ConsumerCellular.com. Taxes, fees, and other third-party charges will apply. See website for additional details. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The Nick's anniversary sale is on now at KNIX. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh, my God. My friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone in our country has a voice. It's something that says not just where you come from, but who you are. Welcome to NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of podcasts and a celebration of the hosts in journalism who've always spoken truth to power. 
Our voices are as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience. And stories should never be about us without us. Find NPR Black Stories, Black Truths on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Act One, The Viva Woman. I'm Arlene Harrison, and my guest is Kathy Keaton, and we're here in her beautiful townhouse in New York City. Thank you. That's so journalist much. Arlene Herson introducing Kathy in an interview for her cable access show. Kathy and Bob were kind of regulars on Arlene's show. This interview is from the early 80s and takes place in the home Kathy shares with Bob. Kathy is sitting in an Italian Baroque style chair, which looks like a throne. She's a slim, icy blonde. Her posture's straight, there's not a hair out of place. You have a wonderful life now, a fulfilling career, beautiful house. You met Bob Guccione in London. He actually changed your whole life. He had a crazy idea. What made you... Well, I said it was a very good idea. I mean, I wasn't in the publishing industry, so I didn't know from anything. I was a dancer. Now, Kathy might not know much when she first meets Bob. But like him, she has innate business instincts, and she trusts her gut. And to me, it made a lot of sense. It was very logical. And so I thought, well, I really have nothing to lose anyway. And Kathy didn't have much to lose. She'd grown up poor in the 1940s on a farm in South Africa. Like Bob, her family was uneducated, working class. Throughout her childhood, Kathy's parents struggled financially. And Kathy struggled too. You had polio as a child? So many people that I know today, unfortunately... There are several that I know who had polio as children have life-lasting effects from it. You're obviously terrific. Well, what did uh, you do? I, th- I have to thank my mother for that because she immediately made me start exercising, and, and sh- that's how I, she started me getting interested in ballet. She used to stand there with a stick and make me do it. <laughs> so with her mother's tough love and what honestly sounds like abuse, Kathy recovers, and ballet is her ticket off the farm. When she's 13... Kathy flees South Africa alone to attend London's Royal Ballet School on a scholarship. But when she arrives, she discovers her scholarship doesn't include housing. Kathy's just a kid. She's in her early teens. And she's forced to live in an adult boarding house in London on her own. I was very lonely and it was miserable at the time, but it really taught me how to pay bills and appreciate money and, and to, you know, really be very independent, take care of myself in lots of ways. And maybe to become such a good business person uh, today. maybe. The Royal Ballet ultimately doesn't pan out, and Kathy becomes an exotic dancer to pay the bills. And an extremely successful one. In fact, an Associated Press story at the time names Kathy the highest-paid stripper in the world. When she meets Bob, she's in her 20s, dancing at the famous London nightclub Pigalle, reading the Financial Times on her breaks. And in less than a decade, through working with Bob and his magazine Empire... Kathy will go from being one of the highest-paid strippers in the world to one of the highest-ranking and highest-paid female executives in the world, though her success is constantly undermined by the press for her association with Bob. People um, who have a view of what Penthouse magazine, and they will say to you, how can you be married to somebody like Bob Guccione? Now, obviously, you have a different view of him than we, so share, tell us a little bit. I love it. (laughs) Uh, the working relationship that we've had together has been terrific. And Bob has always encouraged me. And Bob even wrote my first business letters. And he's always supported me in every single thing I want. There are very few men that do that. Kathy's not easy to pin down in this interview or in life. 
She's shrewd and business-minded, but also kind of tacky, blunt, and in-your-face sexy. And the dichotomy between these two identities is something her more buttoned-up New York intellectual Viva employees now have to parse. Here's how Viva writer Annie Gottlieb remembers Kathy. She had this nouveau riche air about her of being a working-class girl who's gotten rich, you know, which was kind of appealing in a way because she was tough and and tough and glamorous in a kind of uh, kind of the way Donald Trump is a a poor man's idea of a rich man. Somebody said that's what Kathy Keaton was like a little bit. And here's Viva's sex advice columnist, Dr. Judy. She was smart. She was reading Financial Times. She was thinking about economics at the time when other women weren't thinking about economics. So uh, while I saw that outside, you know, she also had that kind of sleaze or, you know, from the other side of the tracks and trying to look really trashy, uh, she was intelligent and she wanted to lift women up and show them another way. But Kathy would do things that made it hard to respect her as a businesswoman. Remember, all of these Viva women are working in Bob's Manhattan porn empire with its vulva ashtrays and schlubby pornographers. But Kathy somehow manages to make things even weirder. Here's Viva editor Pat Linden. I remember one day coming to work and... Kathy would come to work every every morning in her in a limousine and somebody was paid to stand outside on the sidewalk and say to anybody passing by would you like to meet Kathy Keaton and you know I I didn't stick around to to see what the reactions were I went upstairs to do my job but I remember we talked about it and you know wondering how on earth she could possibly get the nerve to do this. I mean, where's her pride? (laughs) As a boss, Kathy's clearly complicated, but she also has a complicated job. The magazine she's inherited is a mishmash, needs a lot of work. Now that Bob's no longer Viva's editor, Kathy and her staff are trying to quickly make up for lost time, shake off Bob's man stink, and make Viva appeal to the new 70s liberated woman. And their mission is extra confusing because, remember, both Kathy and Bob hate the word feminist. But Kathy also wants the Viva editors to ramp up the image of the magazine as liberated, progressive, sexually hip. Here's editor Robin Willanner. We were constantly getting the feedback from Kathy that it wasn't sexy enough. And in 1974, no one really knows what this modern idea of sexy looks like. Nor can they agree on what a sexually liberated woman actually desires. And the confusion inside Viva is a microversion of what's happening outside its office doors. Kathy exudes show-offy sexual confidence, and she wants her staff to represent the same in the pages of Viva. But they might not be ready for that, or comfortable with it. Here's Viva writer Annie. You know, we were trying to figure out what we wanted, and we had really just begun, I would say in those days. And there was a lot of pressure to get hip and get liberated and get sexy. And what liberated and sexy mean to some people during this time is pretty radical compared to how sex was thought about before the 70s. Here's Dr. Judy. People were experimenting in everything. They were experimenting with their bodies, with um, different partners, 
bisexuality, trisexuality, meaning try anything, was so common. I mean, group sex was like the thing for people to do. It was no big deal. It was like if you were cool, you would do it. If you weren't cool, you were afraid or, you know, whatever, or you weren't in the scene. But even Dr. Judy admits it was not all freewheeling, free love, good times. The women of the sexual revolution actually had a lot to overcome. Oh, shame's huge. I mean, women were massively shamed of their bodies. Dr. Judy's sex therapy, which she writes about in Viva, includes exercises to help women become more comfortable in their bodies. The shame about your genitalia was rampant. I mean, it was just every woman I would see would be, you know, oh, my, those, those ugly, that looks so ugly. Why would he want to look at it or lick it or smell it? Oh, I smell bad. I look bad. I taste bad. Ugh. I mean, that was what the shame was about. And so... You know, the idea was constantly to reassure women, look, you look beautiful, and examine yourself. So this was a very important part of getting over that, that shame. And there's not only shame for women outside the Viva office, but inside of it, too. In fact, with few exceptions, the women we spoke to all now in their 70s and 80s were almost uniformly uncomfortable talking about sex and their own experience of it at the time, which made creating an erotica magazine tricky to say the least. Still, Kathy is about to push a new vision of sexual liberation in the pages of Viva. Here she is in that same editor's letter from the top of this episode. What intrigues me most, however, about Viva is the terrific response we've gotten to our male nude pictorials. There's been a growing demand for them. And Kathy, she's going to more than meet this demand. Okay, fine. It's time to talk about the dicks. But you're going to have to wait until after the break. It took 11 years to get to the sale. The NYX anniversary sale is on now at knix.com. Celebrate the intimate apparel company that has reinvented products for real life with one of NYX's biggest sales of the year. Get 30% off all leak-proof apparel from the number one leak-proof brand in North America, including period underwear, swimwear, activewear, and more. Millions of people have made the switch to NYX leak-proof underwear, and there's never been a better time for you to try. Save 30% on super comfortable, machine-washable, and great-looking underwear that's perfect for periods and light bladder leaks. Choose from a variety of colors, styles, and sizes, from extra small to 4XL. You can even match your leak-proof underwear with an incredibly supportive and comfortable NYX wireless bra. Don't miss this chance to stock up on your NYX favorites or try something new. It only happens once a year at NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com for the NYX anniversary sale. Hurry, the sale ends on Monday, May 13th. Go to NYX.com. That's K-N-I-X.com. Hey, girlfriends, it's me, Carol Fisher. I'm so excited to tell you about the brand new series of The Girlfriends. In season one, we told you about the murder of Gail Katz at the hands of my ex-boyfriend, Bob. At one point, a woman's torso washed up on Staten Island and was misidentified as Gail. She spent nine years in Gail's grave, and then she just disappeared. It's almost like it's become this moral obligation to find her. And that's what we're going to do. Find this missing girlfriend and tell her story. With the help of some of your favorite girlfriends from season one, like my producer, Anna. Oh my God, 
my friend, Dr. Mindy Shapiro. Hi, it's Dr. Shapiro, and I'd like to speak with the deputy medical examiner. And of course, Gail's sister, Elaine Katz. Having no closure, it kills you. Join us as we try to solve a 35-year-old cold case. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be one hell of a ride. (gasps) What? I can't believe this. Listen to season two of The Girlfriends, Our Lost Sister on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Everyone in our country has a voice. It's something that says not just where you come from, but who you are. Welcome to NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, a collection of podcasts and a celebration of the hosts in journalism who've always spoken truth to power. Our voices are as varied, nuanced, and dynamic as the Black experience, and stories should never be about us without us. Find NPR Black Stories, Black Truths on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already yeah. see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh, great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. Act two, center the penis. What I do remember was boxes of letters that would come in. People still wrote letters in those days from women saying... What a complete disappointment. Not even one penis in view in your first issue, circumcised or not. Women are exploited, and that's why I was excited to see a sex magazine for women. I'm ready to exploit these men and, by God, turn them into sex objects good for fucking and fixing cabinets. More cock and balls! How about some shots of a richly endowed male with a generous penis flopping out of his unzipped pants, gearing up that big, powerful organ for action? My impression was it was hundreds. It was probably dozens, I don't know, but a lot of letters from angry women who said, you promised us a penthouse for women, and you're cheating us. Show more cock. Remember, for almost the full year Bob was editor, the sex in Viva looked mostly just like penthouse. And not only because of Bob's signature soft-focus lighting. There's nudity, but it's mostly female. Bob's Viva depicted women and men getting it on in a variety of scenarios. Victorian lady on a picnic, oh no, my dress fell off, etc. But Bob's vision of a women's sex magazine is not what Viva's readers signed up for. And they're not quiet about letting the publishers know. Hence these letters. And so a few months after Kathy takes over, she gives the people what they want. Maybe even a little more than what they actually want. Suddenly, there are penises everywhere in Viva. There are dicks sprinkled with glitter, 
dicks next to high-priced stereos, dicks at a rodeo, dicks attached to men in their occupations, actor, woodsman, boxer's dick. They're even surprise celebrity dicks. Well, celebrity bulges, but still. Here's a clip from the Talking Sopranos podcast about one of their cast members, Polly Walnuts, played by Tony Sirico, who appeared in Viva. There was a, a, a porno magazine called Viva. It was like for women. Uh-huh. in the 70s and he was a cover star in one of them he's wearing like a uh a one piece. like a freddie mercury outfit. yeah yeah one piece i saw and it he's, he's he showed me those pictures out. yeah yeah and he's like a bodybuilder he was huge yes was according huge. to steve shrippa and michael imperioli on the talking sopranos podcast viva even featured at least the outline of Polly walnut's dick r.i.p it is in a word a dixplosion Here's Viva's feminist film critic, Molly Haskell. I think there was a kind of playful reversal going on. Oh, look at us this way. We'll look at you that way. And I mean, I think some people really were kind of turned on by it. And and it was sort of an experiment, I guess, to see if, you know, the reversal worked. All of which seems great, right? Sex positive, even feminist. Especially if you love dick. But... Viva was featuring flaccid penises because to get... You, you couldn't have an erect penis, or then it would have been porn. What Viva editor Robin's talking about here are the obscenity laws surrounding penises in 1974. The Supreme Court had introduced an obscenity standard called the, quote, limp dick test. Limp dick? Totally fine. Hard dick? Obscene. Also, it was considered illegal to mail obscene materials. So a picture of an erect penis in the mail, that challenged federal law. And this is important because Viva was mostly a subscription-based magazine. It sold on few newsstands. It never appeared, for example, in the supermarket checkout line next to good housekeeping. And because of all of this, the penises inside Viva were, without exception, soft. So you had these pictures of men with flaccid penises, and I personally did not know a woman who would be interested in looking at uh, Viva. Flaxed penises. <laughs> I know. It was not a turn-on. It wasn't. I mean, it was It was a parody. It was almost like a parody of Penthouse, you know. And this is where this whole strange female erotica experiment begins to fall apart. First, because the dicks in Viva are not actually the most carnal, but instead soft and shy, and there's for sure some shrinkage. But also because while the dicks are being outwardly promoted by Kathy, behind the scenes, they're still all art directed by Bob. They're still his idea of what women want to see. Bob's the one instructing male photographers to shoot this porn for women, even after he's no longer Viva's editor. And these male photographers have an interesting point of view when it comes to creating erotica for women. I've always thought of myself as a a lesbian trapped in man's clothes. That's Earl Miller, Viva's staff photographer and the longest-running photographer at Penthouse. Because I, I see women in such a sensitive way, and that's how I was motivated from deep in my soul to portray them. He was there for 40 years. Earl's now in his 80s, a porn veteran. But in the early 70s, he was a celebrity photographer coming off a five-year stint on the road with Sonny and Cher. I was their, their official photographer for the Sonny and Cher show and, and, and shooting a lot of talent, you know, actors and actresses and things and some album covers. 
And uh, I saw my first copy of Penthouse on a newsstand. And I went, oh my God, look at this. This is, this is unbelievable. It's, it's, it's sensual. It's, it's, it's real. It's engaging. So Earl reaches out to Bob. And Bob, who rarely let anyone shoot the pets but himself, takes Earl under his wing. He starts to let Earl in on the photo shoots. And by then I had shot my first really romantic love story. I actually had shot it with Viva in mind. That first romantic love story was for Penthouse, but Earl is quickly tasked with creating Viva's images. He now faces the dicks alone. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants and just trusting my uh, creative instincts, you know. And my instincts told me that maybe women see men in a more sensitive way. You know, sometimes a girl wants a good hard fuck, but maybe that same girl sometimes also wants to be caressed gently and softly and all magic places in her body behind her knees and, you know, like her neck under her ear, where where the gentle touch is more... uh, I always thought that less is more. To be fair, by today's porn standards... Viva's porn is all less is more. The dicks are unaggressive. They're mostly shot artistically as opposed to erotically, or at least what the straight female editors at Viva would consider erotic. But unknown to Bob Guccione and Earl Miller, the men spearheading these photo shoots, these flaccid dick pics do, however, have a growing audience, one they didn't predict. The uh, great, you know, rumor plus secret about Viva was it was primarily read by gay guys. That's Bob Guccione's son, Bob Jr. During the course of the publication, the several years it was out, it became a little obvious that there was a great amount of interest from guys in Viva. But maybe it was obvious to at least some of the editors. Here's Robin on what happened when she left a few Vivas at her boyfriend's apartment. I dated a guy in San Francisco for a while while I was at Viva, and he, he was this big, burly guy, and he goes, my landlord keeps hitting on me. Why does he think I'm gay? And I'm like, got Viva on your coffee table. So yeah, some people might be into the dicks. But for the editors at Viva, the dicks and the way they're being shot are representative of everything they didn't want this magazine to be. They're out of sync with the intellectual high-end vibe that the women at Viva are working to create with things like Dr. Judy's female-focused sex advice columns with their thoughtful reported pieces on things like how to be in control of your own orgasm and exploring the world of open marriage. And because Bob's not really gone, the magazine still has a divided vision, his and theirs. It's like Bob's haunting the feminist editors from the sidelines, or even from the looks of some of his stories, heckling them. Here's editor Betty Jane again. You know, just this afternoon, I had, I unearthed some tear sheets from, this is a January 75 issue, and it's so incredible because it really shows how it was practically two magazines. The editors are going full feminist in Viva's editorial, pulling together all-star lineups with big second-wave names like Betty Friedan and Barbara Seaman who are talking about serious issues that impact how women think about sex and themselves at the time. But I'm looking at this cover line, and it says the myth of the female masochism, and it has all these names, and then there's a little line, and right under it is crotch-watching, 
the only female spectator sport. What she's talking about here is Aviva's story called Crotch Watching, an incredibly in-your-face six-page spread of close-ups of men's crotches, bulging out of swim trunks, sailor pants, boxing shorts, a thong-like banana hammock. So that was a layout that that was really had nothing to do with what we, the magazine, we were producing in some ways. It has split personality. Now, a crotch section is, of course, a natural fit for a straight women's porn magazine. But maybe not these crotches, shown in this way. The editors were trying to make a smart, even elite publication. But their work is always juxtaposed next to corny, sometimes even juvenile, pictures of dongs. The Viva women, they were trying to make their own version of Esquire. Not a joke magazine with banana hammock schlongs. And while Kathy is in charge of all this, she's also in a difficult position. She has to right this wrong-headed ship. And her number one solution is pushing dick pics the editors hate, but some readers say they like. Kathy is so determined to make the dicks work that she forces the entire editorial team on a media tour to defend Viva's male nudity. So I had to go on TV shows and radio interviews and things like that and, and defend this, this idea that women liked to look at male nudity uh, the way men like to look at female nudity. And I just closed my eyes and, and did it. I don't think really any of the editors were really interested, you know, in, in that side of the magazine. It's another iteration of erotica the women at Viva again are never consulted about, but feel they have no choice but to accept. Kathy's pushing more and more of her version of sexiness in Viva, but she's still letting Bob Guccione art direct it. It's an all-in-the-family one-two punch, a leadership force that's impossible for the editors to break. Viva's young feminists are left unmoored. They need a leader they can look up to, Someone who's on their side. And they're about to get it. I didn't want to be curtailed. Uh, And yes, I did break the rules. There's no question about it. Stift is an original podcast from iHeartMedia and Crooked Media. It's produced by Crooked Media. It's hosted and written by me, Jennifer Romolini and produced by Megan Donis. Sydney Rapp is our associate producer. Story editing by Mary Knopf. Music, sound design, and engineering by Hannes Brown. Our fact checker is Julia Paskin. Additional production support from Nafala Cato and Inez Maza. Thanks to Natalie Robamed for reading the voice of Kathy Keaton. From Crooked Media, our executive producers are Sarah Geismer, Katie Long, and Mary Knopf, with special thanks to Allison Falzetta, and Lyra Smith. From iHeartMedia, our executive producers are Beth Ann Macaluso and Julia Weaver. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. 
Enter the Kingdom in IMAX, now playing, and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. You've probably heard a lot about electrified vehicles lately. Well, Toyota has electrified options for every lifestyle. We've got hybrids, no plug needed. Right, let's go. But we also have plug-in hybrids, if that's your thing. <laughs> you can even go 100% electric in the Toyota BZ4X. With so many options for reducing carbon emissions, Toyota is electrified, diversified. Learn more about our Beyond Zero vision for the future at toyota.com slash beyondzero. Tired of restless nights? At Lisa, we know good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. From memory foam mattresses to hybrids that keep you cool all night long, Lisa's mattresses offer exceptional comfort and support with free delivery and 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.